Amen. Well, if you're excited to be here, let me hear you say amen. amen. All right. If you believe God's got a word for you personally today, right here, let me hear you say amen. amen. I'm going to tell you what, I love it when you come expecting because God never, never leaves us hanging, does not That's very, very good. Well, I wanted to jump in. You know, we're closing out a new year and a lot of times it's, just, you know, we close out the new year. It's the start of the new year. And we often look back over that path we take and kind of evaluate. Do y'all do that a little bit? Kind of look back at the good, look at the bad, you know, and I said, you know, you know, we can, we can look at the bad and not stay there. Look at the good and can't take that on into the new year. Amen. So that's a good word to do right there. But, you know, a lot of times uh, in that evaluating process, you know, we go, man, you know, uh, what can I do to grow deeper in the Lord in the upcoming year? And we start, well, we're going to do this. We get a plan and we get it all set out. And then about February, just like my diet, actually January 12th, probably my diet because that's my birthday. I'll be eating some cake. But uh, I kind of go push that on off and then go, yeah, yeah, you know, well, maybe if I just start adjusting a few things, you know, maybe if I just cut back on this, it'll be all right. But, you know, if we're really going to hold to the plan, we need to hold to the plan. Amen. And, and so I just want to encourage us as we get ready to start a new year and say, you know, Lord, what is it that you're showing me in my life that you want me to kind of really turn over to you? How do you want me to submit my life more to what you're what you're doing? And how can I be a bigger part of what you got going in the community and the church and, and our relationship with the Lord ultimately? And then everything else will pour out of that. So today, the name of our uh, sermon is The Path Home. And you know how I like to take a word and break it out a little bit. And the other day I was like, well, Lord, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? And like I often say, I think the Lord talks to me more in the shower than any other place because I've got my mouth shut. I'll probably drown if not. So I can listen a little bit better. And he was just talking about, you know, I said, Lord... This was my prayer. I said, Lord, show me the path that, that we need to be on as a church. Show us the path that we need to be on uh, personally. Lord, show me that path. And he says, you know, you need to take a path home. And that path home is what I'm talking about, the path to Christ. Amen. And we're going to break out a few things. Here. We're going to look at about four keys of that. Um, but I, I want you to just really kind of take a look at that. Now, how many of y'all have, have ever been lost before? Only a few? I mean, it's, it's scary, isn't it? I mean, it, it is really scary, you know. A lot of guys go, oh, I ain't never been lost. Yeah. Now, all the wives say, have they been lost? Yes. There you go. That was loud. Amen. And then, you know what I thought about that? I said, you know what's even worse and crazier? Is to be on the wrong path and not know it. Amen. Got quiet there, but it's true, isn't it? To be on the wrong path, to really think, oh, yeah, I got it going on. I'm going, this is it. This is it. And find out after you've invested so much and you've, you've spent so much time that, man, I'm on the wrong path. But I got some good news. Jesus can catch you right there on that path, right there on that overpass, right there on that underpass, right with the bumps and bruises and the speed bumps and the construction in the life, and put you on that path home, amen? So that's what we're going to be talking about today because the path that God has charted for us can always be found in his word. So how many people reading the word every day? All right, good. Guess what everybody else just say? I will next year, right? <laughs> everybody do right there. And you know, I want to I challenge you with that and encourage you with that. It's not how much you read. You know, you see, I mean, we're going to be preaching basically for, for the next 30, 45, 50, 60, hour and 25 minutes, 30, <laughs> a few minutes off this one little scripture. And that's how full God's word is. It's alive, man. It's alive and it's living. So when we look at that, I, I just want you to know he doesn't abandon us. He doesn't give us mixed signals. He doesn't take the stop sign like the guys, you know, when they're working on stuff and they've been there a long time with the radio and you come up and they stop and the guy's going, stop, and it says go. And you're going, like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? You know, you ever seen them guys like that? They've been out there all day in the sun and they're flipping a sign around and you're trying to get going. He doesn't do that. He gives us clear direction. And if we want clear direction on which way to go, we need to be looking at God's word. 
And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I want to hammer this in. I know, and he knows, um, we're prone to take some detours. Take a little bit of detours. We want to go our way. We want to take the shortcut. We want to get off on the wrong place, park in the wrong place sometime. But God's love will draw us back on that path. So if you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to do a little reading. What I'm going to do is kind of go to uh, Psalm 143. And now uh, we're going to jump on this. Now this verse here is kind of where we're going to launch off, but I want to give you all the background. So I'm going to go ahead and read that, and then we'll go back into it. Psalm 143.8 says this. He says, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. That's pretty deep, but we're going to kind of unpack that. But right now, I want to do a little bit of reading. I'll get Tim to follow along with that if you would. So what I'm going to do is read a little bit, unpack a little bit, read a little bit, and go from there, okay? It says, oh, Lord, listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. Now, look at this. First thing is he needs some direction, doesn't he? He's going to the Lord in prayer, amen? And look at this. And he says, answer me because you are faithful and righteousness. It has nothing to do with him, does it? He's honoring God. He says, I know you're faithful and righteous. Now take a look at this. He says, don't bring your servant to trial. Compared to you, no one is perfect. He's exalting God. He says, I know you're perfect. I know that, that, that I have sinned, but Lord, I'm coming to you boldly because you know what? I know you. I have a relationship with you, right? He says, my enemies have chased me. He has knocked me to the ground. He forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. Isn't that something? Sometimes we can get off the path and we just feel like we're way over in the weeds. No doubt David felt like this during this time. He says, I'm losing all my hope. Have you ever been in that place? Have you ever been in that place where you're just desperate? Well, I'll tell you what. If you're in that place, you're in a great place to hear from the Lord. The Lord will speak to you anytime. But I'm just telling you, a lot of times when we're flat on our back, it's a lot easier to look up than we're looking at all our works and all that we've done. When everything's stripped away, I think sometimes we get the best look at God. I pray that that doesn't always happen, but I know in my life, when there's nothing else that I can do, it seems like I'm a much better listener, amen? I'm just telling you the truth. But my prayer is that each of us be a great listener and a great doer of God's work every day, amen? So let's keep on going. It says in verse 4, it says, I'm losing all my hope. I'm paralyzed with fear. I remember the days of old. I ponder all the great, all your great works. He was reflecting back. He, he had a relationship with the Lord, so he's reflecting back about the good things that God had done for him. I want to encourage you, if you're going through a tough time, remember what God has done for you. It will help you take the next step of faith for today. Amen. It goes on here. He says, I think about what you, what all you have done. I reach out for you. I thirst for you as a parched land thirsts for the land. You know, I think about that sometimes when we've had the opportunity in past years to go out in a different place like Utah and things like that. Man, it's a dry county out there now. It's dry. And, and man, when, when it does rain, that ground just sucks it in. And I really pray that our hearts are like that when we hear the word of God to just draw in on that strength, on that nutrients of what God has for us. He goes on and says, come quickly, Lord, and answer me for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me or I will die. You know, sometimes we feel like, man, Lord, if you don't come quick, Lord, if you don't do something now, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm talking to, to all of us when we've been in those desperate situations. No doubt over the last year, we've had some desperate situations. We always look for the new year to be something, man, it's going to be great. It's going to be perfect and stuff. And the truth of the matter, I believe it can get better. I believe it can always get better. But I realize, like we say many times, bruises and setbacks are ahead too. However, if we prepare our hearts with the word of God, guess what? He'll keep us on that path. He'll strengthen us in that time. He'll build a church family that comes alongside of you and love on you and carry you through those times. 
Because God's just that good, amen? Verse 8 says, let me hear of your unfailing love to me in the morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I have come to you in prayer. That's really what we're going to be talking about today, so I'll unpack that in just a minute. He says, save me from my enemies, Lord. I run to you to hide me. You know, we just sung about it. Do not hide. God doesn't hide from us. You know what? But sometimes we feel like, oh, where are you? Oh, what's going on? We go, man, what, what, what happens? Why is this happening to me? It must have been something I did. Do we ever feel like that? You know, a lot of times things happen in our life and it wasn't nothing we did. Amen. We're in a world that's full of sin and bad things happen to good people. Amen. I wish it did. But you know what? There's a place that we will live for eternity when we have a relationship with the Lord that will be just like I said, that we won't have to worry about that, that we won't have to deal with any of those things. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling. Verse 10, it says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your gracious, gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. He wants to be put on the right path. He wants to be where God is. He wants to be on that path home. See, a lot of times we'll start out, take a couple of steps like that, and we go, man, you know, I, I, I want to I walk over here. I want to pick those flowers. I want to do this. Well, let me tell you, God is not, uh, he doesn't have a problem with you checking out the scenery along the way. But you know what? Keep the main thing the main thing. Keep our focus on the Lord, and he will allow us to walk through whatever we're going through. Amen? For, you, for the glory of your name, O Lord, save me. In your righteousness, bring me out of this distress. He's always pointing Back to the righteousness of God. See, a lot of times when we get mixed up and we don't want to come to God is because we're looking at our unrighteousness. But if we look at our lives through that of the gift of Christ, we see that our righteousness comes from where? Jesus. Amen. So we can walk boldly in that, knowing that our righteousness is from the Lord. He says, bring me out of distress in your unfailing love. Cut off all my enemies and destroy my foes, for I am your servant. Now, if we take some time and look at that, he, he's crying out to the Lord for direction. He's walking with the Lord. Hey, this is no doubt a guy that knew the Lord. He's a guy, that, when I'm talking about David here, who wrote this. He's the guy that he said, hey, he's mentioned more in the Bible than anybody else except Jesus. I always tell you all this. He's a man after God's own heart. Did he have some short, shortcomings in his life? Absolutely. Do we have some shortcomings in our life? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you what, you know what levels it all out? The level playing field? The cross of Christ, amen? And that doesn't mean live and do and whatever because, you know, hey, I'm covered now. I can do what I want. No, because we're covered and because we've been purchased, guess what? We should want to live for him. Amen. And sometimes we stumble. and Sometimes we hit the potholes. Okay. But you know what? We're going to look at four keys that will help keep us plugged in and going along the path home. Amen. Everybody doing good? Amen. All right. Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> the first thing I want to do, I want to talk about prayer. Now. We need to ask for direction sometimes, amen? Sometimes we need to ask for help. Did you ever notice that? And I think the older we get, the worse we are about that. I'm funny about asking for help. But as I, now, as, as the Lord works on my heart, I go, you know what? Help. You know, I'm serious. Help. I'm looking at it. At first, I need to be looking to the Lord and see what's going on. But also, God might use you and you and you and him and her to come alongside, you know? And I also, a lot of times I think, well, I need to get this done and I, I need to do this and I need to go over here and I need to do this. But you know what happens a lot of times with the Lord been showing me? I might be robbing somebody else of a ministry opportunity. Amen. Because God doesn't call us to do eight million things. All right. Now, there's several things he might speak to us as we go. But you know what? I believe that there's enough work in the kingdom of God for everybody. Amen. 
And I believe that God will empower us and bring people alongside so everybody has a piece of the puzzle. Amen? So let's take a look at this. So we need to ask for directions. And I said, now we all know it's more than prayer, right? Just asking, right? Uh, not just asking in prayer, but it's communicating in fellowship. It's, it's the relationship. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, a lot of times when, you know, the old, old story, you know, that, that men will never stop and ask for directions and stuff. You know, is there any truth to that? I mean, I don't want to go around and around and around and around. What I'll do is I'll ask Denise, and if we get lost, I blame it on her. Amen? No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But that would be pretty good, though. But you know what? We, we want to. The, I got it all together. I know exactly what's going on. Well, you know what? There's only one that's got it all together, and there's only one that knows exactly what's going on. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we walk on that path with him through prayer and taking his direction and applying him in our life, we'll start to see even more and more what God wants to do. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. I said, we need to listen when we get directions. Oh, come on, watch your toes now. Come on, I'm preaching it now. All right. How many of us know that there's a big difference between hearing and listening? Anybody got any kids? All right. And I love them. And this is where y'all just smile and say, Dad, I'm going to take one for the team. Hey, we need to get that trash out. Now, they will do it. They will do it. But it's going to be on their time frame. Now, I'm going to tell you what. Now, when my, my, my dad came back from the military, I was used to my, he was going a lot. So if mom told you to put the bicycle up, I mean, you got an hour. You know, you got an hour and a half. It's like, yeah, I got it, mom. Well, you need to get out there. The sun's coming down. Yeah. You need to get out there. I'm out there with a flashlight putting my bike up. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, right? That didn't work with dad. He got on and said, you need to put the bike up. And, and when he said, up, he wanted the wheel turning, you know? And my mom said, they're just children. You've been, you've been dealing with people in a platoon and everything else. He said, they need to get it right. You know, I'm not going to tell them one time, but then I'm going to help them with it, right? But I thought, well, you know, I didn't know how important that was until you start going out in the world. And you start going, because when your boss tells you want something done, hey, I need to get that done. He's just being kind. He means he wants it now, right? He said, well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it later. No, you might get to the unemployment office a little later because he's going to tell you I want it now, amen? So what do we do? Do we listen to the direction. Do we take it in? Or do we just hear it and go, okay, take off running? See, I know a lot of times I have to be careful because I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I, well, I'm hearing and maybe not listening. I'm going to tell you something uh, that, that I've learned as time goes by and I, I, I try to be a good communicator and I often know that I'm not because my friends and family tell me with this face. When I say, hey, you know, we need to do credit. What should we call it? Bring it out there before we go back to the thing about I know exactly what I'm talking about. They're going, what? What are you talking about? Do y'all ever do that? You know, and I'm thinking, I see all the pictures and everything. And Miss Tiny calls it Spanglish. She says, we're saying the same thing, but very different. And I'm going, okay. So, you know, a lot of times we, we hear, but we really don't listen. But I, so, so my, my, my goal and my prayer request for all of us as we go into the new year, Lord, help us be good listeners. When you give us your word, how to apply that and walk your path out. Amen. So, look at this. I said, how many know there's a big difference between hearing and listening? We just talked about that. Then comes the trusting. What we just heard from somebody. Do we trust what we just heard? Amen. Now, I'm going to get to something important here. If we don't trust the information, we won't follow the instruction. All right? So, let me ask you a question. Can we trust God's direction? Everybody said amen. Amen. Well, let's take a look at this. So, we need to follow the direction. So, we're asking 
We're getting information. Are we listening? Are we going to apply it? And then we need to follow directions. Man, this is my message for me, okay? This is, I'm preaching to me for sure. But I look at that and say, do we trust God's direction? And that's the, that's the question right here. And I say, you know what? We, we say we do. And then we get back on the, the life in the fast lane and do what we want anyway and, and, and look like we don't. Does that ever happen? I know I should, but. I know I will, but later. But God says, put your bike up now. He says, hey, I want you on this path. Now, I'm not saying that God is hard. Well, you need to do this and all these things. I want you to see a loving God because he can see what's coming up. So when he tells us, warning, hey, you know what? This is a great idea for you to do this or not do this. We need to take hold of that. But if we're not spending time with God and we're not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and we're not praying and things, we're, we're just going to take that right there and just go, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard it. You know? What about your seatbelt? I thought about that the other day. I don't know why I do this, and i got to work on this. I get in the car, and I put it in gear, and I drive off, and then I put my seatbelt on. Amen. Amen. Guilty. <laughs> I don't know why. But, and then the time I get around out off the circle, going, beep, beep, especially in Denise's car, and then it gets louder and louder. I'm going, okay, okay. I put it on. It's for my own good. I know it's for my own good. I have no idea why I don't put it on in the beginning, because I believe it works. I think it's a great thing. But time after time, man, I'm turning on the river road and go, hey, hey, you win. And I make it out like the buzzard's the bad guy, right? We make it out that God's the bad guy sometimes when he's, he's speaking. You know, don't do that. Hey, I told you this is the best path. This is the best path. And then you go, okay. We're just like a little kid. Okay, I'll do it. You know? Y'all do that? Miles, you do that? No. <laughs> so anyway, you know, wouldn't it be great if we really trust what the Lord has to say, and I know we do. But Lord, help us to apply what we trust. Lord, help us to take that step right down, right there. You know, because we know that God, see, God's not bound by time. You know, when we start looking at stuff, he, he can see the whole deal. You know, we can just see just a little bit, just a little bit. But he's looking at the big picture. And he's showing us how to make those course corrections. He's showing us how to stay on that path. Oh, man, that's what I want us to get today. Now, I want to tell you about something else. We need to enjoy the, the journey. Amen? I've mentioned that just a little bit. We need to enjoy the journey. I do not believe that we get saved and then God just beats us every day until we go to heaven. Amen? That's, that might be religion, but that, ain't, that, that is not relationship with the Lord. Amen? You need to do this. What you doing? Everything. I, I think about this all the time. I, I thought about this before. It just popped in my mind. One of the guys I was working with, uh, a good guy, man, but uh, man, he just went to old school church, man, loved the Lord and everything else. And he said, he said that. This was, this was several years ago. He said, man, church is looking for a new preacher. I put my arm around. I said, what would you do if I showed up there? He said, that ain't going to happen. I said, what do you mean? I said, what do you sound like? He said, you're a nice guy and all that stuff. He said, but I'm going to tell you what. The woman in the third row back there, she is not going to let you get in there with the hair on your collar. I said, what? He said, boy, you can't be preaching with a mullet. I said, really? I'm a little late on that one, right? He said, man, you... You don't wear a tie when you preach? I said, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes I got my boxers on if I'm at home. You know, I'm preaching, whatever. It's not, you know, it's not a dress code for Jesus, amen? Now, I'm not saying if you want to dress, I think that's great. We're coming before the Lord. If you want to wear a suit and tie, I say praise God, whatever. And that's great. And sometimes we do. But, but man, that was going to be, you, you just don't measure up. I thought to myself, and he was serious. And I thought, Lord, I'm so glad you don't look at my wardrobes. You know, y'all saw some of the stuff I wore. 
Jeff, don't say nothing about it. <laughs> you know, but God doesn't look at that. He looks at our heart. And that's what I want you to hear today. And we can enjoy, enjoy the journey. You know what? We don't have to be so focused on, man, I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to get it. And not breathe and, 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 and you know, just, hey, I, I see, I know there's probably somebody there that I need to help. And you just mow them down, right? We need to take a look around. I was looking at this. I thought about this last night. We did a little motorcycle ride yesterday. Very little motorcycle ride yesterday. It was cold. And I thought about when I first started riding, you know, and uh, I was always thinking, I am not going to get hit in the intersection. They ain't going to get me in the intersection. There's no way. I'm saying, I mean, my head is swiveling. And Tanya and Tim was on their bike, and they were behind me, and we were going down 171. And I'm telling myself, you know, that's a long intersection. You know, that one by the cell, cell shell station, right? I said, okay. And I get up there, and the light changes. And my head says, don't go. And I go, and I'm sliding. And I'm all proud of myself. Whoa, yeah, stop. And Tanya's going, don't you ever do that again. Gosh, you scared us to pieces. I didn't think about everybody behind me, right? I didn't think about them behind me or anything else. I go, ooh. So I got so focused on that intersection, and we need to watch what's going on in intersections, but I need to be taken in the big picture. So I found a way to cure that. Y'all ready? If you ever see me riding, have y'all ever looked at when, when you got the solid white line that comes up there? I'm committed. I'm going. I'm going at that point. I'm, I'm downshifting everything else. So we're here. I can make this. And you can hear it. And people rolling their windows up. You're going through that. And because I don't want to just stop and get run over by what's going on, I need to have the whole picture. I'm so focused on one dimension of stuff. Amen. You see where I'm getting with this? That you know what? There was other things going on. There was other people involved. There was other stuff going on. But I'm all happy because, man, I stopped just in time. You know how them lights will catch you just off just a little bit? But you know what? That's the same thing in life. Same thing in life. We'll be going down the road sometime and we'll just go, I don't want to do that anymore. And there's a lot of things already set in motion. It may be that God just wants you to slow down and take a look around. It may be that God wants you to see what's going on in the intersection of your life. It may be that God's going to give us a command to take the turn. Maybe take that exit ramp or whatever the case is. I'm just trying to draw a parallel here as we go through. Enjoy the journey. See, I wasn't enjoying riding. I was so overwhelmed with each intersection. Every time I would go, I was oh, man, it's like this, like this. Was that was I being safe? I thought I was. But sometimes, you know, I think we can be so, you know, our hearts so into one thing and we never pull our nose out of the Bible or never pull our nose out and see what's going on around other people and things like that and the inter how our lives intersect and I might miss God. You say, what do you mean miss God? I want to be involved with what God's doing. If God's moving over here, I want to be over here. If God's moving over here, I want to be over here. Right? So I need to be in tune with what Holy Spirit is showing us and teaching us. And that's what I think is so amazing when David writes this. Let's go back to our verse again. It says, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning. That's how he starts his day. I think that's a great way to start our day. Let me hear from the Lord each morning of your unfailing love each morning. When we start taking off in the morning, do we realize how much God loves us? I think a lot of times that we see here, when we look at this, David refreshed himself in the Lord each morning, renewed his faith and met with the Lord each day. He was filling the spiritual gas tank. Amen. He was filling up on that. Putting his life in the hand of God and allowing the Lord to show him where to walk. And giving the Lord control. 
See, that's a life that's submitted to Christ. Today, I pray as we, we pray and we spend time talking and both listening to the Lord, will we be submitted in what God has for us? Will we be asking? Will we be listening? Will we follow the directions when he does speak to us? Have you ever had that and you're praying and God lays something on your heart? A lot of times when the Lord speaks to me, it'll be a small thought in my heart and it gets a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Now, if I want, I can just crunch that right on down, can't I? Yeah, but I want to buy the car that I can't afford. You know, whatever it may be. I want to buy the house or whatever. You know, and we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Lord said, don't do that. It's not the time. And then you get it and it goes on sale next week. That's not fun, is it? Same thing. A lot of times God says, I got the best for you. Just hold tight. What am I doing here? Have you ever thought about that on your workplace? Or maybe relationships or whatever? I remember at work one day, man, I was like, Lord, you're doing all this cool stuff in my life. And I was on the back, back of the hill at work. And I'll never forget it, man. The Lord just got my mind right. It was a big open field. I was like, I was just out there walking. And uh, we had just finished a test. And I was like, how long are you going to keep me here? What's going on? What's up? I thought I'd be doing this by now. I thought I'd be doing this by now. And, he's, and God's got a way of speaking to your heart just to take and just take this mouthpiece and go, shoot. And I heard, just as good as somebody talking to me, says, I know exactly where you are. Boom. I know exactly where you are. Do you know? I said, Lord, I'm sorry. You know what's best. You know, I'm trying to drive the bus, and I'm trying to do this, and I'm trying to figure out all these things. I'm sorry. Do you know, I think in the next three or four months, I had the privilege to lead so many people to, to the Lord at work. Truck drivers, people coming in, everything else. And I said, yeah, you do know where I'm at. See, no matter where you are, God knows where you're at. And God will use you right there. It might be for a season, it might be for a long season. But what he did, he helped correct my thinking. Where I was like, well, I'm just passing through, I'm ready for bigger and better things. I'm ready to go. He said, no, I'm still molding you. And ever since then, I go, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm looking at that. And then, you ready for this? Out of all the people I work with, God will speak through anybody, amen? Out of all the people I work with, I never thought this would come out of this man's life. Mouth. We were walking, and somebody went through something, and he was waiting for us to do something. I talked to this person, and I prayed with this person. I said, I'll be right with you. And I started to walk off. And the guy said, this guy said, I think that's the reason you're here anyway. Woo! Woo! That's a, I mean, I was thinking, yeah, that's what God said. See, God has talked to you through, through a lot of different ways. Ultimately through his word, through prayer. But I'm going to tell you what. Listen, in lining up with God's word, you'd be surprised what God's saying to you through others. Amen? Everybody doing good? Let's keep on rolling. All right. Now, this is something I think we all can, can, can digest. Acceptance. Now, we got the P. We went with prayer, right? For the A, we talk about acceptance, all right? Our confidence grows when we know we're accepted. Do you agree with that? I think it grows when we know we're, we're accepted. I said, now you think about this. We're still talking about the same theme, the path home. Now, how many folks do you know want to head home if they don't feel accepted? Not many. You will take the long way home on your job, on your relationship, or at church, or whatever. 
You know something that really blesses my heart when I hear people come here? One of the main things, and, and I'm, there's probably other things that I, I don't hear, but, but they said, you know, I always feel welcome here. I always feel loved here. And, and you know what? Because acceptance is a big deal. Acceptance is a big deal. If you don't believe it, watch your kids. Watch how you, you react, you know, to different things. But you know what? I want you to know that God says you're accepted. Just the way you are. And that's a good word right there. Just the way you are. Not when you clean up. Not when you're having a good day. When you're at your worst, God says, I still love you. Whew. Unconditional love. Let's, let's do this. I love this verse. I, I have it out from time to time. And Ephesians 1.13 starts like this. And he says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions to the praise of his glory. Man, I could listen to that all day long. Man, what do you mean, buddy? What are you talking about? I love that. See, we have God's guarantee on it. A guarantee is only as good as the person that's going to guarantee it. Amen? You go out and get you a new car, and this would mean you need that extra extended warranty. It's $2,500. I'm thinking, I didn't pay that much for the car. You know what I mean? Most of the cars I got in the past, you know. Later on, we were able to get a few different things. And I said, man, I don't know, man. You need this, you need this guarantee. I mean, front, back, it looks good. And, and, and then once you buy it and you get it home, right, it's really not that much to it. If you have a spring come out on a Friday of your right wheel at 12 o'clock in carriage, you know, something's crazy like that, just real, real weird. Now, if you don't buy it and you go back, the guys always go, the service manager goes, do you got the warranty? Oh. Well, you know, if you had the warranty, it would be covered. Or they'll say, you got the warranty, right? And you go, yes, I do. When did you buy it? He's looking at his clock, his watch, his calendar. You know, if he was here at 12 o'clock yesterday, we could have covered that. It's always like that. Let me tell you, with God, it's not like that. You're accepted. You have his word on you. You have the deposit of the Holy Spirit living in a seal. Somebody got to say amen on that, right? So it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It doesn't matter what your hair looks like. It doesn't matter any of those things. God says, I got you. Amen. Somebody else say hallelujah. I will. Hallelujah. There we go. Now, something else. You have total access to your heavenly father. Amen. So when you go and say, Lord, I got this situation going on. What did David do? When we first started out. Let's, let me see if I can find my notes here. Let's go. Lord, listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. Wait a minute. Because, Lord, you know what? You are the one with the guarantee. Amen? He's the one with the guarantee. I don't have to go look through my paperwork. Here's, Lord, here's my, here's my baptism certificate. Lord, here's, here's my track record. I was at church uh, 51 weeks out of 52. Will you listen to me now? No? He says, I'm already listening. I already knew we'd be meeting here. I already knew that you'd be calling on me. And then you know what we says? Thank you, Lord, because of your faithfulness and your righteousness. Total access. Isn't that something? Now, how many times you had to call somebody and you really need to get with them and you get this lovely tone? Bomb, 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 bomb. Sound like a heart monitor. That's supposed to be a phone. Sorry. Yeah, you get there and you go, wow, what's going on? But that's not the case with God. Now, we might feel like that. Sometimes we feel like when we pray, let's be honest, when we pray, 
that he lifts the phone up and he just leaves it there, right? Because we want the answer right there. We just want 1-800-NEED-JESUS, right? And then we, we, we don't hear anything. Maybe God is just letting you listen to what he's told you in the past. Maybe God wants you to just think about what's going on. But I'm going to tell you what, it doesn't change that he's always got his ear open for his children, amen? We have total access to a loving God, amen? So what I want to look at here is, is we read the scripture, understand that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to walk in righteousness, in his forgiveness of the Father, and in the light of God's word, amen? And so with all that being, being said, it's, it, is it kind of freeing to know that if you really think about that? Now, wait a minute. If you don't do anything else today, I want you to leave here knowing this. If you ask the Lord to come into your life, that you know what? That you were included in Christ. Say amen. All right. And also, look, when, when was that? When you heard the truth of the gospel of salvation. And then what? When you believed it, when you asked the Lord to come into your life, he said, I got you. Set you in the family. And then what does it say? He says, you were marked in him with the seal of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Boom. God, the Holy Spirit, dwelling in us. You're not in this thing alone. Amen. You are empowered by his spirit, right? And he goes on here. He says, guaranteeing our inheritance. Man, that's a good word. And then he goes on. Until the redemption of those who are God's uh, possession. He says, you know what? I got you until I come home and get you. I'm not going to leave you hanging by yourself. So I hope with us here now that it's freeing, that it brings comfort, and it should. And, and matter of fact, here, here you go. The question might just be this. Are you available to receive it all. Are we available to take all that in? That's a lot to take in. But you know what? I believe once we get a hold of it, God can really start doing some molding in our life. Amen? Well, let's keep on going. So since we know that, guess what? We ought to be pretty thankful, folks, right? Just like Grandmama, you didn't know what I was preaching on, but you had half the sermon done. I love it. That's good. That's the Lord, the Holy Spirit working. So look at this. Does our thankfulness flow out? What do you mean? Can people tell you thankful? Not just on Christmas or in the holidays. Or, can they tell that you're thankful? How do you respond to the Lord? Do we forget about the rescue? Do you think about? Do we think about what we've been saved from? Pulled out of hell, right? See, that's what, when we reject the Lord, there's only one other place to go. He says, you know, when you reject the only way out of hell, guess what? That's all you've got left is hell. But you know what? When you receive the only way out, you've got the kingdom of God. It's real easy to pick. But a lot of times we say, well, let me study about it. Let me wait a little bit. I'll wait till the last minute and then slide in under the wire. I want to do it my way. You know what? How many will agree that God's way is the best way? How many will agree that God's way is the best way? Yeah, I know I, I kind of hit that kind of fast here. Well, you know what? We ought to be thankful for it. Amen. So let's take a look at this. So how does our thankful, thankfulness flow out to God? Do we praise God? Do we praise God? When we're up here, uh, do we just, okay, we're going to do a couple songs or do it as our heart open going, man, listen to those words. That's what God did for me. You know what? I can come to the Lord Jesus Christ because he is an awesome God. I can come to God because you know what? He's my safe place. He's my refuge. When people say, what do you know about God? I say, I know enough to know that he's, he's, he's everything. Now, I don't know everything, but I know he's everything. Does that make sense? I know that he's my salvation. I know that my salvation is secure in him by what he did. I know that God has loves me unconditionally even when I don't even love myself. You know? When, 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 when the neighbors don't want to talk to you, God still will. Amen? And I got some great neighbors. God's even more better than that. Amen? Let's keep on going. All right? How does it flow out to others? 
the people, I, I like to use this illustration, and we got some new faces in here, and for you guys that's heard before, just act like it's new. If somebody came to your neighborhood and knocked on the door, and they say, I need a Christian. Can you tell me where a Christian lives? I need to know where a Christian is. I need somebody to pray with me. What'd they say? Oh, they're right next door. What'd they say? Oh, it's my house. What'd they say? I think that lady around the corner is a believer. Or would they point them to your house? I pray that they point them to each of our houses. You know what those folks right there? They believe it. Yeah. I saw the nativity scene. They got to be a believer, right? No. That's not what I'm talking about. And I'll tell my old joke. See, this is how far I was away from church. I'm going to tell them myself, all right? We were riding around one time. I, I, I didn't grow up in church. And I said, that's a real cool activity scene. Uh, what was it? Activity scene. And he said, what? I said, yeah, the activity scene, you know, with Jesus in. She said, baby, that, that's, that's an activity scene. <laughs> I said, well, the people was alive. They were having stuff out. They were doing stuff. You see? And I know God chuckles at that. I was sincere. I just didn't know. You know? They said, well, turn to John 3, 16. I'm thinking, what page is that? Why don't they just say that? And then I was like, well, why is it red in there? Who said that? Now, and then, now, when I did read the Bible, y'all ready for this? I read the Bible and I got into the Gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I started reading that and I read through it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I said, that's the same story. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I was like, he got it four times in there. I guess there's stuff in there he don't want me to miss. But he gave it from another perspective. I didn't understand that. And if that's you, just smile and say, yeah, yeah, that's something new, buddy. You know, that's okay. But you know what? God just said, keep going. Keep chuckling. Keep going on. See, if you can't laugh at yourself sometimes, your family will. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Amen. If you can't laugh at yourself sometimes, you know what? It's, it's, it's just tough. We've got to be able to just take it on the chin. Amen. So how does it flow out to others? I pray that you know what? That people see a life that's full of joy. I pray that people see a life that's for real. You know? Because I can tell you, I don't have it all figured out. I can still hit bumps and bruises and make bad decisions and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what, my, my prayer is, you know what, when it's all boiled down, I'll just have to make up my mind that, you know what, God's God. And he's, he's got the best for us. And I'm going to go with that. I might be limping along because of my bad mistake or whatever this thing here. But God said, you know, I'll bring healing to that situation and move you on. And through the situation that I maybe chose poorly, I pray that God will use that so I can help you and you and you and him and her and all that. You know? Month back, I went and I talked to a young boy that was going through a lot of uh, cancer treatment. And that's what he said. He says, you know what? I don't understand why. He said, I stop asking why. He said, but I do know this. I can help somebody else. Come on, man. He said, I know I can help somebody else. I Because I, I asked him, I said, how do I tell somebody? How, help me with this. Because I don't know. When somebody goes through something and you don't know what it is, don't say, yeah, I know what you mean. Because you don't. You know? I, I don't try. I, just go, I, I, I don't know. I'm hurting with you. I'm hurting for you. But help me to understand the best you can so I can help somebody else. <laughs> or better yet, let God work that out in your life and then help somebody else see. Because how many know, when you went through something, when you go through something, if I've fallen through a certain thing, going through right now, and you've been through it, how'd you get through? How'd you make it through? Hey, you've been, you know what? I'm going through this situation. Can you give me anything that will help me with that? And I tell you something that should be a common theme when you do that. It should be Jesus. Amen? The theme should be Jesus. 
The path home is always going to be Jesus. Amen. Let us keep on rolling. Now I'll tell you something we can all fall into. I said we need to count our haves instead of our have-nots. I have to tell myself that sometimes. We can get looking around at everything else that somebody else has or does or promotions or whatever the case. But I'm going to tell you what. Just like David was saying in that song, he says, I think back, I remember back. Let's look at the exact word. He said, you know what, I think about the things that you've done in the past. I thought it was so good. Verse 5, he says, I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great work. I think about what you've done. You think about what God's done for you. Have you really thought about that? How did you get to this point in your life? How did you get here? You know, somebody shared a message with you. Who knows? No, I don't know. But God will use some, some amazing things to bring folks in. Look at your haves instead of your have-nots. A lot of times I think that, that we look at other people's opportunities and we get bitter sometimes. Why do they have this opportunity? Why do they have this opportunity? I go back to what the Lord was telling me that day at work. I know where you are. If you feel like that, I'm going to tell you something. God knows where you are. God knows exactly where you are. So you know what? What I had to do is change my thinking. So, Lord, I'm here. And you know I'm here. So what do I need to do? What do I need to learn? What are you showing me? How can you build this into my life so that I can magnify you? That I can live a life that is, is, is full of thankfulness. You know, at, at Christmas time we go through this. What's, what's one of the worst things you can see? Somebody that they're not grateful. Right? You know, you think you, you give them a gift and you do that. Or maybe you see somebody else and, and they're not grateful. What about the greatest gift ever given? The Lord Jesus Christ given his life. Are we grateful for that? Man, every day, every day is Christmas, amen? M-U-S-T, Christ must. Christ must be alive in my life. Christ must be the center of my life. Christ must be the path home, amen? Let's keep going. I got another one for you already. Here we go. So with that thankfulness and with that acceptance and with the prayer that God's showing us and teaching and we're listening into his word, guess what? Our life, the last part of path, P-A-T-H, we're going to go with honor, all right? Live a life that honors God. Now, I want to take a little turn here. Well, Pastor Buddy, if I only didn't mess up so bad. Oh, really? I probably could have. I probably could have made it. Oh, really? So, you're so far gone that Jesus can't save you? Never read that in the book. This is comforting, right? Oh, so you're worse off than David, who was an adulterer, a murderer, a killer, and all those things? He restored him, right? Oh, you must be worse off than Paul. I didn't say that. No, no. Oh, then, then you must be worse off than Peter who denied Christ three times in his hour of need. Mm. Wait a minute. Didn't God restore all those men? Yes, he did. Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yes, he is. Will he do that for you? Yes, he will. I want you to hear that today. So a life that honors God understands that God is in the forgiven business. Amen? Absolutely. So look at this. God will forgive you too. I want you to know that God will forgive you too. And my prayer for myself and everyone here today is that the touch of the Lord becomes so powerful here that our desire becomes his desire. That God, you know the song we sing a lot of time, less of me and more of you. You know, that's my prayer for myself. That's my prayer for our church. That's our prayer for people who are going to be listening later on on the internet. That's my prayer. That you know what? Less of me, more of you. How do we do that? We spend some time with the Lord. We need to spend some time with the Lord. Amen? Well, guess what? 
when we start to under, underline, understand some of these things, you know what stops us so many times? All right? We're talking about, yeah, you know, if I just didn't mess up. Yeah, I know he forgives me, but what do we always say? Yeah, but. How many times? How many times? We say, yeah, but. I know I go back to that a lot. But people say it a lot. So I want to mash that down and let you know that he will forgive you too. And not only that, that he loves you too. Man, have you ever thought about that? Is that refreshing? You're going into a new year. You know? And we talked about going home and being accepted. How does it feel to walk in to a place and you're accepted? How does it feel to walk in and know somebody loves you? How does it feel to, to be around people that care about you? How does it feel to know that the creator of the universe loves you? See, that's the thing we need to process when everything else is going, going on. When we don't feel good, when everybody else pulled away, when everything is up and down and we take the wrong exit ramp, we parked in the wrong driveway, all these things. Let's go back and start thinking about this. These are the things that we have to anchor to our spirit, amen? Something else. He's worthy, isn't he? The Lord is worthy. Man, he's willing and he's able, amen? Is the Lord able? Look at the things. That's why I love looking at the, in the Bible. People say, well, I don't know. I just don't understand. It's kind of boring. I'm thinking, I don't know what Bible you're reading. You know? How, man, you want love stories? They got love stories. You want action? They got action. Man, they've got all those things. Miraculous healings, different things. And then God just continued to open up his word and breathe it out on us and show us more and more and more and more. I've been doing some side study stuff, and I'm hoping the next couple of weeks I can really put this thing together. Some of the stuff the Lord's been showing me is amazing. When you go back and we look at some of the things in the Old Testament, which is a foreshadowing of the new, and God goes, you know, man, see this right here? See this over here? That's how it works over here. You get an aha moment. That's amazing. He was showing me different things this week as I was studying. And I thought, well, that's the message. And he goes, no, this is the message for now. But that message is coming. I want that to turn around in your heart. I want you to see that. And so when I'm looking at that, man, he's worthy, he's willing, and he's able. But I want you to know something that's probably just as great, if not greater. He's here. He's here. And see, that's the thing that we need to understand. That you know what? God is here. You say, well, I don't see him. Well, I don't feel him. Okay. Can you trust him? Can you believe him? You know what? Well, how do you know he's here? Because God is life. And we're among the living. Did he get you up this morning? Can you see okay? Can you hear okay? You're breathing all right, right? See? God is here. And not only that, God wants you to know, no matter what path you've taken, no matter what road you're on, how many speed bumps you've hit, how many potholes you've been in. But he gets you back on the path home, amen? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I thank you so much. I, I, Lord, I pray as we go into this new year and we, and we refresh in, in all that you've done, Lord, and you put us back on the path home, Lord, through, through helping us understand the power of prayer and acceptance and, and thankfulness, and Lord, we want to honor you with our life, Lord. I just pray this for myself and I pray this for others here. Lord, help me not to complain. Lord, show me how to forgive. Lord, help me not to judge. Lord, the life that you gave me, I want to live for you. If you're here today, and you say, man, I, I just don't know, buddy, about this, this, this path home. You know? Well, let me help you with that. Jesus made the 
path clear and straight through his death, burial, resurrection. And a lot of the bumps and bruises we have is the effects of sin. But I want you to know this. When you call upon the name of the Lord, he says, I'll get you home. I'll come with you right where you are. I don't care if you're stuck in the mud, in the miry clay. I'll, I'll, I'll be with you right here and right now. I'll never leave you. We're talking about a Savior, the one and only Savior that loves you unconditionally. You say, buddy, that sounds good. How do I meet him? You meet him just like this, by faith. We ask the Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I need you. Show me the way home, Lord. If that's you today, I just want you to look up here. I just want to pray for you today. You know what? You just say, Lord, come into my life from your heart. I need you. Forgive me of my sin. Today is my day, Lord. Thank you for saving me. And he says, you know what? When you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, Lord, you are Lord. And believe in your heart that he's God's son and that he rose. He said, you will be saved. God doing the work in here tonight. Amen. Right here, right now, God's doing a move. God is working on hearts. God's breaking chains. He's forgiving. He's healing. He's loving. He's making that path very clear and straight for each one of us. If you're here today, you say, well, you know, buddy, I've asked the Lord my, my life, and, and I believe, and I said, that's wonderful. But you know, this last year has had a lot of bumps and bruises. Amen. And you know what I'm here to tell you? He didn't lose you. He still got his, his, his belt around you, the belt of truth. His loving arms around you, you can see your home. And my prayer is to be the church family to walk with you as you go through these things and to walk with one another. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing here today. I thank you for the souls that are saved here this morning. I thank you for when people listen to this later on today that they'll say, man, there is power in the name of Jesus. I want us to know before we leave here today that we have authority as a believer. Somebody say amen. We have authority in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord. We bind the enemy. We pray, continue to pray for those that are, are under the weather, for those that couldn't make it, Lord. Each one that was mentioned here today, we lift them up as we honor you, Lord, by just holding up our hearts and saying, Lord, we want to live for you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right, all right.